Section 7 Helps in Gospel Work Bible Study Who is wise, and he shall understand these things? Prudent, and he shall know them. Ministers who would labor effectively for the salvation of souls must be both Bible students and men of prayer. It is a sin for those who attempt to teach the Word to others to be themselves neglectful of its study. Are the truths which they handle mighty? Then they should handle them skillfully. Their ideas should be clearly and strongly presented. Of all men upon the face of the earth, those who are proclaiming the message for this time should understand their Bible and be thoroughly acquainted with the evidences of their faith. One who does not possess a knowledge of the word of life has no right to try to instruct others in the way to heaven. The Bible is our rule of faith and doctrine. There is nothing more calculated to energize the mind and strengthen the intellect than the study of the word of God. No other book is so potent as to elevate the thoughts or give vigor to the faculties as the broad ennobling truths of the Bible. If God's word were studied as it should be, men would have a breadth of mind, a nobility of character, and a stability of purpose that are rarely seen in these times. Thousands of men who minister in the pulpit are lacking in the essential qualities of mind and character because they do not apply themselves to the study of the scriptures. They are content with a superficial knowledge of the truths of God's word, and they prefer to go on losing much in every way rather than to search diligently for the hidden treasure. The psalmist declares, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Psalm 119.11 And Paul wrote to Timothy, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. 2 Timothy 3.16.17 The life of God, which gives life to the world, is in his word. It was by his word that Jesus healed disease and cast out demons. By his word he stilled the sea and raised the dead, and the people bore witness that his word was with power. He spoke the word of God as he had spoken unto all the Old Testament writers. The whole Bible is a manifestation of Christ. It is our only source of power. This word does not repress activity. It opens before the conscientious searcher channels for activity. It does not leave men in uncertainty without an object but places before them the highest of all aims, the winning of souls to Christ. It puts in the hand a lamp that lights the way to heaven. It tells of unsearchable riches, treasure beyond estimate. The Word of God is the standard of character. In giving us this Word, God has put us in possession of every truth essential to salvation. Thousands have drawn water from these wells of life, yet there is no diminishing of the supply. Thousands have set the Lord before them, and by beholding have become changed into the same image. But these searches have not exhausted these grand and holy themes. Thousands more may engage in the work of searching out the mysteries of salvation. As the worker studies the life of Christ and the character of his mission is dwelt upon, each fresh search will reveal something more deeply interesting than has yet been unfolded. The subject is inexhaustible. The study of the incarnation of Christ, his atoning sacrifice and mediatorial work, 
will employ the mind of the diligent student as long as time shall last. And looking to heaven with its unnumbered years, he will exclaim, Great is the mystery of godliness. 1 Timothy 3.16 We talk about the first angel's message and the second angel's message, and we think we have some understanding of the third angel's message. But as long as we are content with a limited knowledge, we shall be disqualified to obtain clearer views of truth. He who holds forth the word of life must take time to study the Bible and to search his own heart. Neglecting this, he will not know how to minister to needy souls. The diligent, humble student, seeking by earnest prayer and study for the truth as it is in Jesus, will most assuredly be rewarded. He seeks for help, not from ideas of human writers, but from the fountain of wisdom and knowledge, and under the guidance of holy intelligences, he gains a clear understanding of truth. It is not by the might or power of the human agent that the truth is to be impressed upon minds, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Zechariah 4.6 It is not the temperament or the eloquence of the one who preaches the word that makes his work successful. Paul may plant an Apollos water, but God gives the increase. It is a minister's familiarity with God's word and a submission to the divine will that gives success to his efforts. The heart that receives the word of God is not as a pool that evaporates, nor like a broken cistern that loses its treasure. It is like a mountain stream fed by unfailing springs whose cool, sparkling waters leap from rock to rock, refreshing the weary, the thirsty, and the heavy laden. A familiarity with the truths of the scripture will give the teacher of truth qualifications that will make him a representative of Christ. The spirit of the Savior's teaching will give force and directness to his instruction and to his prayers. His will not be a narrow, lifeless testimony. He will not preach over and over the same set discourses, for his mind will be open to the constant illumination of the Holy Spirit. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood, Christ said, hath eternal life. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me even he shall live by me. It is the Spirit that quickeneth. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. John 6, verses 54, 57, and 63. When the servants of God know of a truth, the meaning of these words, the elements of eternal life will be found in the ministry. The tame, dull sermonizing will cease. The foundation truths of the gospel will be presented in a new light. There will be a fresh perception of truth, a clearness and power that all will discern. Those who have the privilege of sitting under such a ministry will, if susceptible to the Holy Spirit's influence, feel the energizing power of a new life. The fire of God's love will be kindled within them. Their faculties will be quickened to discern the beauty and majesty of truth. The minister who makes the word of God his constant companion will continually bring forth truth of new beauty. The Spirit of Christ will come upon him, and God will work through him to help others. The Holy Spirit will fill his mind and heart with hope and courage and Bible imagery, and all this will be communicated to those under his instruction. In the Bible, we have the unerring counsel of God. Its teachings, practically carried out, will fit men for any position of duty. 
It is the voice of God speaking every day to the soul. The work of the Holy Spirit is to enlighten the darkened understanding, to melt the selfish, stony heart, to subdue the rebellious transgressor, and save him from the corrupting influences of the world. The prayer of Christ for his disciples was, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. The sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, pierces the heart of the sinner and cuts it in pieces. When the theory of the truth is repeated without its sacred influence being felt upon the soul of the speaker, it has no force upon the hearers, but is rejected as error, the speaker making himself responsible for the loss of souls. Testimonies for the Church, Volume 4, page 441.